hey, I'm uh, on a job site today and had a couple of thoughts. First thing, I'm changing the name of the podcast to Spirit Software Updates. And I'm about to go into why, because that's our topic for today. <clears throat> Hopefully this quality is okay. I'm on AirPods outside right now, and there's like lawnmowers and stuff. So, um, but I was thinking, I've been thinking about this phrase a lot. The most destructive force in the world today is unhappy Christians. And there's a couple of questions that kind of bounce off of this. Well, why, why are Christians unhappy and second of all, why is it so destructive? So the answer to number one, why are Christians unhappy, is they've stopped following Jesus. I mean, it's just as simple as that in a relational sense. Not in a doctrinal or principles or even their behavior. Their behavior may be exactly the same, but they've stopped engaging their heart with his, with his heart. And, and now I'm kind of going into why this um, podcast name, Spirit Software Updates, the analogy that I kind of thought of is for renewing our mind. The, the, the gospel, the only process that, that Paul talks about is the renewing of the mind, the transforming of, by the renewing of your mind. And the analogy I thought of for renewing your mind is just Spirit Software Updates. In the same way, if you don't update your phone, it's going to get out of date and, and it's going to become vulnerable and it's become, it's going to run slower and worse. So in the same way that when we engage with his mind, we have the mind of Christ. When we start engaging with his mind in conversation, two-way dialogue, we are naturally going to be software updating our thinking and our mind to think and act more like him. So if we stop engaging in that process, you're going to become miserable because you're going to resort to principles. You're going to resort to just methods and formulas and conference hopping and whatever it is. You're going to start looking for people who are getting their updates from the Lord and try to just re replicate that as opposed to engaging with them personally and directly. So the second question, which is why is this such a destructive force in the world is because we say that we represent him. The, the world looks at us and says, if they say they know God, then, then he must be kind of like they are. And so if we are unhappy, then we are portraying to the world a message that he is unhappy. And that is just strictly not the case. Jesus was the happiest person to walk on the planet. So if Jesus was the happiest person on the planet, that means that it is our, and we, and we say we know him, that means that we should be the happiest people on the planet. And it's a travesty to humankind to show them anything else than the truth about him. Because I don't, I don't want to be around somebody unhappy. I don't want to be around somebody depressed. And neither does the world. And so we're portraying him in a way that they don't want him and that he that is not attractive. The, like depression is not attractive in, in the sense of if you want to influence somebody, you're never going to be influenced by somebody more depressed than you. Think about that for a second.
you're never going to follow a leader who is sadder than you in most cases. Now, I think in the religious environment, I think that's very often true that the pastor is the most depressed person in the building. And yes, people are following them, but, but in the sense of impact, positive impact, moving humanity forward, you are not going to influence a single person if you are more depressed than them. So this travesty, this misrepresentation is, needs to go. We have to find our joy and we have to find it in dialogue with him. So there's this other part of this analogy, the software analogy, which is the hardware that I think is super interesting just because I'm a super nerd. But I like to think of the idea of recovery and software updates is the renewing of the mind. But what about the finished work of Christ? Because I feel like the church has forgotten about that. The finished work of Christ is that he completed and accomplished my freedom already. Like, I'm a completely new creation. The old me is totally dead, and I've been made totally alive. There's nothing similar to who I am now and who I was in the past. At all. There's nothing. Sim- there's no similarities besides my design, my original design, and, and maybe some of my personality and my way of thinking. But, the, but my way of thinking can be easily changed. So, so it's, I like to think of this like, like this new creation um, doctrine, like, getting, like you, you were this old, broken screen, destroyed, water-damaged iPhone that he valued so much that he wanted to, to not just fix you, but he totally remade you. You became this brand new, squeaky clean, shiny new iPhone. Now, the, the software that runs on... So that's our hardware. That's our being. That's who we are was, is completely new. But sometimes we carry over the old way of thinking. And so this software idea is perfect in this analogy that it's like you have this brand new iPhone with outdated software. It doesn't mean that you still have sin to do... Like, it doesn't mean that you still don't do sinful behaviors because, again, that may be old habits and old thinking from the past but you've been perfectly washed and cleansed. And now the only process is not a process from sin to glory. The Bible just doesn't say that. It says that we go from glory to glory. So updating our minds, updating our thinking to think more like him is strictly that. It's only dealing with your thinking. Your being is finished, is completed, and it's not that you're perfect, but you're whole. The, the Hebrew word for perfection is actually better translated as the word for wholeness. And the word shalom, which is peace, the, the word for peace, the Hebrew word for peace, is, is often translated as nothing missing and nothing broken. So the only thing broken in a believer is our thinking. And sometimes there can be powerful emotions attached to our thinking, like trauma, like, um, like hurt and offense. But those things, in some sense, are strictly in our minds. They're not in our beings, in our reality, and in our spirit, who we are as a person. If we were to, if we were to leave our bodies in death, you would no longer have a lot of the baggage that we carry around on earth because of our thinking. 
So I'm interested in exploring this with you guys. Like, how far can we push this idea? How, how much can we change our thinking on Earth? What is the limit? And I don't think that limit has been explored for a long time but, and by a very few people. So I'm excited about this journey with you guys and uh, just sort of documenting out loud some of the things that I'm learning and I would love to include other people in this like if, if anybody um, wants to they can send in voice messages to me on the Anchor app and just hear your thoughts I think I'm not the only person um, on the, I know I'm not the only person with, with um, something to say so I would love to hear a different perspective so send me your voice messages um, text me whatever you, want, whatever you want to do if you have questions or if you have an, a thought or idea and I'd love to add it Peace, guys. Y'all be well.